that. So that's one of the solutions that, that we're offering people with this podcast, right? Mm-hmm. To start reevaluating what of these pieces of wealth do I actually have? Can I get better at developing wealth in these areas? Can I get better at using the currency of it? Welcome to Thriving the Future podcast, where we're finding positive solutions to thrive in the tough times ahead. Episode three, you are more wealthy than you think. In this episode, we look at eight forms of capital and how to utilize those to enrich your life. Let's talk a little bit about wealth. Everybody knows the first one, the financial capital, and everything gets referenced to that. So everybody, when you say wealth, they think, oh yeah, my money, my stuff. But this goes a lot deeper than that, right? Well, that's the whole point of it, is to dive deeper into. Is there something beyond that layer of money and financial securities and stocks and bonds? And Mm -hmm. is there another way to look at wealth that maybe changes the way you prioritize what's important in your life? Sure. What's the definition of wealth? Wealth is an abundance of valuable possessions or money. State of being rich or material prosperity. Plentiful supplies of a particular resource. So most people, if you ask them if they were wealthy or they think of wealthy, they think rich, money-wise, or stuff. Yeah, they think won the lottery, billionaire, got the Lambo, have everything I need. Yeah, yeah. that's sort of the, when they interview people like a college kid or whatever on the campus and they ask them and they always say, well, the rich is going to pay for that, right? And then right, you start, and then you start asking them what they're taking college for, and then when you point out that well you're gonna make X dollars, well it's still the rich. Everything yeah. is wrapped up in that financial capital. Every every aspect. It's sort of like crypto where everything is referenced fiat. Right. So so let's take the list different than the order it's written in, and let's talk about financial capital because we're talking about money, right? Mm-hmm. And there's some interesting things about money. Um, I went and pulled out the Permaculture Designer's Manual because I like some of the stuff on money and capital and how it functions in there. And one of the points that was made was that money arises from the wealth of natural resources, from plants, clean air, clean water. Those things are what gives rise to wealth and money, Mm -hmm. which is a very interesting point. But it is insecure people never have enough wealth. And that's what drives the greed function is the insecurity mm-hmm. that they are looking to stuff or money to provide their security. Or to apply, provide their happiness, right? Right. Yeah. But on money itself, it, it talked about money represents a resource that lies somewhere else. When I give you money, which is a value exchange for things, right? I give you money, I am doing it as a representation of the labor I did somewhere else. Mm -hmm. I work for this person, I provide this good or service, and I am exchanging my work there to you, but it's a representation of something that's somewhere else. It's not actually any tangible, inherent value in and of itself. It's just a marker. It's a marker, it's a piece of paper, which is, yeah, interesting. That's rarely talked about. So does it reference the actual value of it, or does it reference, reference you, you alluded to, it references your time or your labor? Time, labor, or the good or service that I spent in order to get it, mm-hmm. and now I'm giving it to you because you can reference the exchange between me and you to get something from somebody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought what was real interesting, and we have this uh, some pictures of this on the uh, website, is the barter blanket. 
this is a perfect example, right? So we have the barter blanket and, the whole, and for those who don't know what a barter blanket is, you put a blanket on a table, you get a bunch of people around and they, the person takes turns. You put out your thing, like uh, I put out a bottle of vinegar that I made homemade, right? And then someone else, it's not money, it's barter. So somebody puts what they would trade for it. I think you put uh, a bottle of um, pears that you canned yourself. Right. Some other people had some books. Some people had some other things. Somebody had some tinctures. And then the person who is uh, who put their original item down gets to choose which one of those they want in trade. And they can even say that that's not worth my item. Exactly. Or they can withdraw it. It was interesting to see because you're not thinking of money and you've gone beyond that, beyond that and now you're having a relative value conversation in your head right it's not but you're not converting it into fiat and And rather than going beyond you went before because a barter blanket is the informal economy sure and that comes before money money becomes the formal economy you get laws and you get a wider range and you're beyond regional you're beyond household to household person to person you're dealing with a bigger thing one that nobody very few people referenced that would fit in the financial capital section would be the cryptocurrencies. Right. Because they're forming that same, performing that same service of representing an object that is actually somewhere else. Sure. Yeah, what was really interesting in the barter blanket, though, was watching people strain their brain to determine, you know, how much is this worth to me? Is this worth this? And then, oh, well, I think it's worth more, so I'm going to put another book on there. Right. right, and now I got two books on there, and uh, or, or wait a minute. Oh, he he's giving three books, and ooh, that one is a very good book, right? So yeah. I, I need to up my thing because it isn't valuable. But that's actually backwards because none of us waited to hear from the person that was offering the item whether that's not quite enough, and then up it. Mm-hmm. We did it automatically and said, "I'm not good enough." Mm-hmm. My goods are not good enough. I have to beat that person over there. And we had a competition between the bidders, which you're supposed to. Right. But that did not allow the person who had put out the item to say, that's more than enough. Sure. Yeah, that's interesting. That's a good point. And it was all relative value because one guy thought that he had enough, put enough there. And then the original person withdrew everything. And it's like, well, wait a minute. <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. So it was interesting. And, and, and there's, there's a chance to bid more there. But... We need to practice more because we've been so locked into financial capital mm-hmm. that we didn't even play the game right. Yeah, I this made is a mistake. skill we need to acquire. Right, I made a mistake very early on using that vinegar example. I put the vinegar down and you put down the pears, and right. I immediately was ready to grab the pears and say, "Okay, that's a good enough trade for me." Right, because I liked the pears; they were good, and they were. But the uh, um, I didn't give the others an opportunity to put their stuff down. Right, and, and I and I was. More kind than I should have been. I should have just taken the vinegar, right? But uh, I said, well, you should wait and see if everybody else is going to offer something else, right? right, it was right. A, but it's a learning experience. And sure. I think this really explains why the eight forms of capital need to be looked at. Mm-hmm. So before we go farther, you want to give us the list of capital? The forms of capital. So when we discuss them, people sure, have sure. got a kind of list in their heads. So they're so there's the financial capital, which we've already talked about. There's material capital, which is also alluded to what what we talked about. It things that you have that are more worth specifically. Right? It is um, the material goods like mm-hmm. soil, lumber, okay, gold, silver, granite, marble, copper. They're 
material goods that are complex together to make buildings and statues and computers and that they're the raw building blocks. Okay, so they're raw materials or natural resources. Yes. Okay. And then there's intellectual capital where you have knowledge. Right. There's experiential capital. You have skills and experience. Intellectual would be skills you have. Mm -hmm. Experiential... They're very close, right? Right. Um, intellectual takes in more thoughts and ideas as well as that. But skills, I think, would be intellectual because they are mastered. Hmm. Skills okay. you are learning or things you are practicing are experiential because you're still building that into, I can pull this off the shelf anytime and apply it to hmm. the world. Yeah, see, I turned it around the other way based on our skills over stuff conversation that intellectual is knowledge before you get the skill and experience is experienced in the skill. So that's an interesting it, it, You could go either way at it, but the, yeah. Right. Okay. And, that, and, that, and, that, and there are several of these mm-hmm. that way in this. And then there's uh, social capital. That's, that's uh, the friendships and the reciprocity that you've built with your friends or your community. There's spiritual capital. That's it, what uh, spiritual life you have. Yes. Correct. And then uh, cultural capital is interesting because what kind of culture are you building? And you may not think it, but this podcast, the website are a form of culture. We've made a decision to, to come at things from a positive solution standpoint, and that is forming a cultural experience, especially in a social media where everybody's complaining and fighting and all the time, right? Or just resharing the meme. Or yeah, and that's which and is that fun. Was, yeah, and that's one of our that's one of our keys, um, both on the website and on uh, on Telegram is let's not share everybody else's content because that's just boring all day long. That's all everybody ever does anyway. Now some of the memes well, I are can funny. Find that yeah, everywhere. I like that. And we want to have something that's unique something that's evergreen so you know it's not the the item of the day it's not the we also we also want to push people to create their own content because unless they're creating content they're not adding value Mm -hmm. until they're adding value they can't build wealth which is i guess that's right on topic that's part of the cultural capital as well and then there's living capital living capital would include things like soil life Mm -hmm. it's living it's building it is complexing materials Capital, okay. right? Because soil life builds up the soil by processing the minerals into plant acceptable forms. It's the chicken, it's the cow, it's the trees. It is that living ecosystem of things. It's the hmm. rivers flowing. It is. Yeah, that's interesting. I would have considered them to be material capital and then living capital would be my life or whatever. But uh, yeah, I understand what you're well, saying. Your life that's is it. the cultural, the spiritual, sure. and the social. Uh huh. Yeah. That's your living capital, but Correct. there is a living system that is a capital flow. So yeah. maybe we should, did we touch on capital? I mean, the definition of capital itself. We, we covered oh, go, wealth, go but ahead. I don't think we... Wealth in the form of money or other assets and a valuable resource of a particular kind. Mm-hmm. That is capital. It's a valuable okay. resource. It is the wealth in the form of money or assets. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. So... um. Great. So those are the eight forms of capital. No, no, no. I think there's some. I think there's some things to talk about there because uh, spiritual and cultural capital are not something you own. Spiritual capital is there because it's a recognition that you are more than your physical material body. And there are some spiritual systems and beliefs that treat 
that as a exchange system. Karma would be one where your good actions result in good things happening. Your bad actions come bad ones. There, there, there are several others, and we'll leave that to other people to explore on some podcast about spiritual. Well, as well as you know the um, the idea of atonement and things like that. Yeah, there, there are many of them, and I'm just trying to. Right, sure, I understand. Keep shortening time, and yeah, uh, we could talk about that for quite some time. Right, <laughs> but spiritual capital isn't necessarily something that is traded and exchanged, right? It makes me a better person uh-huh. to practice my spiritual beliefs and my religious beliefs, right? That, that makes me a better person, which makes me a better person inside the community, which makes the community stronger. The rites and rituals that go with my spiritual practices when practiced as a community go to culture, mm-hmm. and they build culture. But culture is kind of something that's a part of the whole interaction. And so the flows that you're looking for there are not quite, I'm going to give you 25 cents for the cookie, right? I mean, right. that that's not that kind of capital. But without them, without a spiritual understanding of moral rights and wrongs, and my staying in touch with that, I become a parasite to the community, right? Hmm. Interesting. And without those norms, you don't have the culture. And without the culture, you don't have a stable community for everything else in the capitals to flow and exchange and build the economy, right? Because right. if you can't trust anybody because everybody lies because that's the thing you do, then you don't have trust. You don't have trust. You break reciprocity. Mm-hmm. And once that is broken, you don't have trade. You have war and murdering each other and stabbing each other in the back for the things we want or need. Sure. And you also build that social and that spiritual and cultural cap- capital by my wife and I were talking this morning about the lack of common sense and, you know, things that we take as common sense. When we were growing up, it seems like um, some kids don't have that today. And that's part of that. They don't have a common sense about what is right and wrong. Yeah. They don't have a common sense about community either. And that's part of the. Uh, but with who? Because they sort of agree with each other. Yeah, they've, they've that's an interesting how you're it's like defining normal, right? Sure, exactly. And, and it's not common with you, but it may be common among them, which is an interesting. It's sort of like social media where everybody thinks that this is normal. Arguing is normal where you couldn't say the same things face to face with people because you would get punched in the world we come from. Yeah. In yeah. other places, it wouldn't because they've been arguing on that social media so long that that's what's fun. That's a different culture. That's culture in and of itself. Yeah. So when we say they lack common sense, we're saying they do not share my culture. Or we have two separate cultures. We have two different senses about what is right and wrong. Mm-hmm. That That's affecting the world a lot right now. Sure. That realization that it isn't common. Well, yeah. So there was a book out not too long ago about um, what you should teach your fourth grader, what you should teach your fifth grader so that they understand the common things that are referenced. So nobody really teaches Tom Sawyer or Huck Finn anymore, but we still reference those things culturally. If if they don't learn some of those things, then they won't know references. Say they're watching Star Trek or something, right? And they reference Apollo, but they've never been taught. Which is Uh, why they're remaking the movies. Yeah, exactly. We've got to remake Karate Kid. Sure. Because... What's in the originals is unrelatable mm-hmm. 
they can't reference it. Yeah, but we're we're drifting off topic. But that that is the social and that is the cultural capital. That common understanding mm-hmm. allows for me and you to arrive at a value for the material good, to arrive at a value for the social. So we should probably talk about social since we haven't we we did more on spiritual and cultural. Okay. Social capital is, the currency of that is the connections, right? Mm-hmm. I do a favor for you, and then you owe me a favor. Well, that is the culture, right? Right. If that's not the culture, then that's not the way it works. But it is, the currency is whatever it is that builds those relationships where you can ask someone for a favor. Hmm. It is what is used in the political, business, and community building realm you have to have brought something to the table so that they will bring so that you can say i'm doing this and you give me this political favor back or as the politician i'm giving you this political favor give me the votes back in our system or other things right that is that social capital Mm -hmm. but social capital is also all over social media i have sent enough memes that certain people pay attention to me now because i send funny memes or i have made intelligent comments so I'm a person worth talking to so that when I contact them or email them or say, hey, I'm doing a podcast, they go, well, I want to hear that because I already know something right. about you. And that's converting social capital into a community or cultural capital, right? And likes and follows and all the followers and all that other stuff, right. too. That's your then, currency in social capital and social media. Right. In social media right now, we have a lot of people that are selling their tweets as influencers. Give me a million dollars and I will promote your product. Give me $36,000 and I will mention your cryptocurrency on my podcast or on your... I will not. It's not enough. Yeah, I read something about that today that there's actually... You have to have a certain amount of page views. You have to have a certain amount of followers. And then you reach this tier where they'll deal with you. Or but, you, but, buy, but, but or you most, buy into it. But most people think they are poor. Mm-hmm. My job only pays me $30,000 a year, let's say, right? The people, sure. people see that, right? Mm-hmm. But online, they actually have a ton of social capital. And they don't have to sell it to the influencer thing, right? Mm-hmm. But they have a ton of social capital that they are not using because they do not see it as exists they do not see it as value because they do not see themselves as valuable well part of that is also because that they're still trading things in their head with money right and there's no simple way to exchange that into and convert it into fiat in their head so that's that's one of the solutions that that we're offering people with this podcast right Mm mm-hmm to start reevaluating what of these pieces of wealth do I actually have? Can I get better at developing wealth in these areas? Can I get better at using the currency of it? You know, in material goods, we have friends that can basically build a house out of materials, right? Materials and time, they can build a house out of it. That is sure. a very valuable skill. We have, so let's talk a little bit about the currency of each one of these. We talked right. a little bit about memes for the social one, right? You, know, you talked about, say, somebody's got timber on their land. That's living That's capital, mater- material capital, right. right? And if you look around, then you find out you have more, a lot more wealth than what you think you have when right. you stop thinking. But the challenge is to get over that speed bump where you're still converting in your head. Okay, I've got it. I've got firewood over here. I can sell it for $100 for... At the the workshop, we have have a friend who said that a dump truck followed him home and he's working on fixing it up, right? Mm -hmm. And how many of us immediately went, oh, 
I now have access to a dump truck when it's working and I got somebody to haul the gravel to my house. And that's worth vegetables from my garden and eggs from my chickens Mm -hmm. and that, right? Mm -hmm. To use that dump truck. That is a material good that could actually feed him or provide part of his food. And when I need a dump truck, which is very, very rare, I'm willing to have paid in longer to have access to that dump truck, right? Because that's that social capital, right? Mm -hmm. That's a turning the material into something social as long as he's supporting the community with it, right? If he's supporting the community with it, then that is social capital that he has built because he has that and I want to be his friend. So I will do things for him. I will do more favors. I will repay Mm -hmm. the favor of using his dump truck, right? That's right. And that's and that's another thing. So maybe he doesn't say, yeah, you can use my dump truck and I'll bring it to you for a hundred bucks plus the gravel. Right. And he may not say anything, right? Because it depends on whether you're in a very informal or a mid formal or a total formal economy. In a formal economy, we you're doing dollars, right? Mm-hmm. That's just the way it is in the world. Yeah. And we want to get back to or we want to go beyond that. Right. Because an augmenture And if what he what if he what if he what he really wants is community then he might not make it an official thing. Just that reciprocity of having done something that I know the community will repay. Mm-hmm. Because I need that social interaction, because I need social in my life. I need people right. to talk to, hang out with, do projects with. Well, and then you have to know him well enough so that you can take the signals while you're doing this somewhat nonverbal negotiation right. exchange, Right. And this gets back to our community conversation, where if your whole community conversation is all digital, how many of those are easy to miss? Yeah, exactly. And and that's one of the things right now we we see since there's so much isolation and uh, everything's online and everything else that some young males, boys and stuff are coming up and they they don't have those cues. They haven't watched or been around adults enough. They haven't been around some of their... Uh, some of their other peers enough to be able to get those cues and learn those social mores, right? So do you have any thoughts on living capital? So living capital, the soil. One of our friends talked about worms that, yeah. he, uh, that he put down um, a, a board and then came back later on and whole area underneath it was all friable soil filled with worms. You know, I've got super duper clay soil, so... Yeah. You know, I might trade him some eggs for some worms. Yeah, but, but but if we look at living systems, right, one of the key features is they are abundant. Mm-hmm. And they abundantly produce over and over and over and over. And that changes the way you view things like your garden. What does every garden need? It needs uh, organic matter so that it'll... Have fertility, right? Yeah, fertility, yeah. That changes the whole value of the leaves people have sitting out at their curb this time of year. Right. Or a couple weeks back, right? Sure. That's an actual resource that they're throwing away. Mm-hmm. I drive through town and I pick up the bags of leaves and throw them in my truck when I'm coming back from the grocery store. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the, that is a living capital because it can, it's a material capital that can build into living. It came from living. Sure. And building that living system is that the same thing with planting trees, right? Whether they're for fruit, firewood, or for lumber, right? Mm-hmm. That is a investment just like putting money into your 401k or a bond, right, that returns with interest. Mm-hmm. Whereas some of the other material ones won't, right? Once I sell the granite stone in my backyard, it's gone. 
because it's a raw material. It's not perpetual. It's not self-sustaining or or regenerative. So it, it it's it's a limited resource to some extent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then of course you can recycle some things, right? I can go take the granite countertops out of this house and put them in this house. Or so are there steps that somebody who's listening could do to evaluate their wealth and their relative forms of capital? I think they should because uh, I'm what sure. would you recommend? I'll just do what I personally did. Mm-hmm. I went and got this notebook, mm-hmm. and I wrote each of the eight forms of capital down. Sure. And we're going to have show note links to the main article that this comes from and some of the graphics that were in it, right? Yeah. And I wrote them all down because when I write something down, it sticks in my memory more, right? Right. And I opened that every day for a couple months and read through the list and thought about those. And then I created another page, right? And I went over here and I said, okay, what social capital do I have? What skills build social capital? Mm -hmm. Communication. How can I get better at communicating? Who am I communicating with? Am I communicating with people that I have nothing in common with? Which is good because, you know, you can build a new understanding. But if I don't have enough people that I do actually have something in common with and common sense with and a culture with, then I need to build that. And communication is a key point of that. Telling people that I need this and this is what I value becomes a part of that, right? So I had that on my social capital page. You got material capital. What do I have around it as material capital, right? That's worth looking at. Mm-hmm. The other one is looking at financial capital, right? Uh, how much money do I have? Do I have spare money above my savings or that, right? And how can I invest that in social capital? If I had a better laptop, would it frustrate me less? If I had a better internet connection, or if I had an internet connection at all, right? Or buying, setting aside an extra budget so that I have money to buy tea or coffee for somebody once a week and talk to them, right? Or to buy a book so that I can give it to a friend who can't afford the book so we can read the book and discuss it, right? Those are ways that you could turn financial into material that Mm -hmm. actually builds social, cultural and spiritual capital, right? Those yeah, are, we were we were talking about that last week. With uh, if someone's in debt up to their eyeballs, they don't have that extra ability to help people out, or to you know, or to buy somebody a coffee, or to say, hey, you know, you want to go in whatever store. And uh, but those are people that need help, right? Yeah, they have a ton of social capital. There are things that they can do for people. They mm-hmm. can return favors. Sure. For them to be able to return a favor, somebody has to do them a favor first. Somebody has to invite them out to, let's go have a drink. Mm-hmm. Let's talk. Let's hang out. So that they have a favor to repay. And if you aren't doing that, then you can't create a circle of value trading. And if you can't do that, you can't keep a culture, a common sense, a spiritual, and a community going, right? Because right. it has to flow. If you hold it and stagnate it, it dies. Mm-hmm. If you take your talent and you bury it, then and and you know and you could you could look at financial and say, if I put a pond in there, then I have slowed the water leaving my land, and I can make it go through more things on the way off. Right? I can water sure. trees. I can water gardens. I can do that. I can pump it out to do that. I can you know have the overflow to it. There you know, but I also have a storage of water, especially if it's up high, right, mm-hmm. for power or for gravity feeding, so I don't have to pump right. Though that would be a financial thing that goes into a material and living system, right? And then that's kind of what you're doing with the eight forms of capital, right? We're, we're looking at ways that I can keep, not not keep it on my land the longest, 
but make it do the most things before it leaves, right? Just mm-hmm. like you're doing with water and permaculture. Yeah, it's, it, I traded for an IBC tote, and then right. that, I fill it up one time, and or I use it to capture water coming off the roof, mm-hmm. you know, in rain capture, and then that that gives me that capital that I can spend, and it'll, like you said, it also slows the water down leaving my place, and I'll be more resilient yeah. later on. If you capture rainwater, it delays the water from leaving in spring and gives you water to water the garden with in summer, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it's very, very simple. But just brainstorming on each one of these eight sections, you know, and don't do it all at once, right? Sure. Read the list every day for a few weeks and then go, okay, this week I'm going to look at my social capital situation. What is my social capital? And then next week, maybe I'm going to look at my org- my living or natural capital or my material capital or my intellectual capital. What do I actually have skills that are built up that I can then share to build my social capital? Because maybe my social capital is what needs to be built mm-hmm. or I need to strengthen my community or that, right? That Those are the right. things you go through and you go through each one. Or an, and and, then when, what, and uh, when you get to spiritual, you, you look at yourself and you say, do I believe that I am just my physical body and these chemical processes going around? If I am not, then I have a spiritual component. If I have a spiritual component, am I feeding that? Because you feed, you feed your body food, right, mm-hmm. to make it well. What are you feeding that? And that's what that is for. And that makes you a better person, so that you, a, a different person maybe, right? More aware person, a more whole person, so sure. that you're a better member of that community and you can build the community and build the cultural capital. Because the spiritual and cultural, we don't quite totally own, right? Because spiritual, one of the things that happens is, my actions plus your actions create the reality that we live in, right? But if we go around doing good for things, then that also rebounds, right? And that helps create and shape the reality. Mm-hmm. But it's not a I own and I'm paying necessarily, right? It's right. a but it is but it is a kind of a shared capital. How do you get past the the folks? It's not that, owned. How's that? Yeah, that's yeah. good. How do you get past the the folks that are? so stuck in the reciprocity where I have a friend who if you give him a if, if you give him a gift he's uncomfortable and why then, is he uncomfortable because he thinks now he owes you something does he not necessarily no okay but if he gave you something would you owe him no in his mind maybe because why because it's it's stuck on a transactional he needs more he needs more stuff. It goes back to that one that came from the permaculture manual. Uh-huh. Insecure people never have enough wealth because wealth can be a debt mm-hmm. or an asset. Right? Sure. So when I owe you, I now have a debt. I have less wealth. Mm-hmm. And I have to get rid of all those as possible, right? I can't owe anybody a favor. There are a lot of people that can't. It comes from their insecurity mm-hmm. because they're tied into a financial capital model right sure living capital and its abundance doesn't exist yeah so one of the things for example like when i grew up you know we, we were poor we we ate we never had fresh vegetables we had like fresh vegetables a couple times a year otherwise we were eating canned vegetables all the time so once i ones you canned yourself or no we no, store? no they're yeah. store by i'm just clarifying yeah, for yeah. a podcast full the, of canners good good point <laughs> that, that thanks for the clarification but when i grew up then I started spending money at the restaurants because I was, to me, it was a, it was a, um, 
it helped me feel better. I'm rich in my own head so much that I'm eating rich food until I figured out that I was going to try and mimic those re those recipes at home. And then I started cooking at home. And in some cases, I made the, I made the recipes better than the restaurant because maybe they had some spice I actually kind of didn't like all that much or I found something better to use, some ingredient that I liked better. And then next thing you know, I've got uh, my own version of Creole. I've got my own version of Cajun food. I've got my own version of... Uh, so you took your idea of wealth and said, oh, this is a skill worth having, mm -hmm. creating this from material goods. Sure. So I'm going to do that for myself. And you actually built yourself more wealth by what you focused on as being wealth. Mm -hmm. Or somebody gave me some mead right. or some cider. And I tasted it and I liked it. And then I wonder, I wonder if I could do that. Right. And so I, I went and I learned the skill and failed a whole lot of times. But, you know, at the same time, I figured out what I like. I figured out what I don't like. And, and you took stuff and you built skills. Yeah. And you changed your life. Sure enriched my life and not a lot of that had to do with with financial capital so, right yeah and that's what we're encouraging our, our listeners to do is to take it to that next step do that self-inventory and then start thinking outside the financial capital box right and how can you put that financial capital to better work for you and if you didn't have the debt and the big interest payment on that. Where would you be spending that capital to build these other things? And then there are, are there other ways that you can build that capital without getting that debt paid down yet? And not only that, because there are a way for you to pay down that debt by leveraging some of the other capital, either cutting those old trees you have out in the back and turning them into firewood, selling that. Selling. And when you and when you sell it, maybe not using all that to pay the debt, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe some of that you take and you reinvest in living capital by putting trees back, right? Sure. It depends on the situation, right? Sometimes Correct. trees need just to come out and sometimes they need to go back. But that's True. a, not just seeing it as, I am getting rid of this financial debt when I've left a living capital debt. Mm -hmm. Because both will come to get you. Good. Okay, that sounds like a pretty good stopping place. Thank you for listening to the Thrive in the Future podcast. Check us out at thrivingthefuture.com, Twitter with Thriving the Fute. Check out our Telegram group with a link on our website.